Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Let me start by saying this. How the heck are you? How are things in your part of the world? Many of you are all starting to come back to work. I've got lots of my lovely coaching clients from all around the world whose practices are opening up through Canada. They're excited to be back in serving people. If that's you, I'm very excited for you. If you're still not in practice yet, then fingers crossed that you're back there soon. In today's episode, I want to talk about four really simple ways that you can improve your profitability. Now, this might be really important if you're just starting to come back into practice, you are wanting to get things back up to speed again. And the good thing is, is all four of these strategies I'll talk about won't require you actually getting any more new patients. For many of us, as we were going through learning to be chiropractors, naturopaths, dentists, perhaps putting together our yoga or Pilates studio, no one really gave us any business training. So what I want to talk about in this episode is some of the really basics. Now don't um, uh, misunderstand just because they're basics that they're not important and that they can have a huge impact on your practice as well. Before we get into that, quick question for you. Have you downloaded this yet? My special report on attraction. This is the one I've been talking about over the maybe last three or four episodes, maybe more. Inside of here, 100 patient attracting ideas, video ideas, all about helping you to build authority and expertise and goodwill. As you're coming back into your community again, you need to remind them about how important you are, about how wonderful you are, how essential that you are. A really great way to do that is to create helpful videos, but many of us get really stuck for video ideas. So inside of here, I go through kind of 20 templates, everything from kind of uh, interviews. I did a whole episode about interviews recently. If you haven't seen that, I think maybe episode 128 or 129. I talk about different video structures. Now of those video structures, I've then got five building blocks. And when we run those five building blocks through those 20 different templates, by my maths, five times 20, that gives us 100 different video ideas. But you'll really quickly see that it is way more than that when you start to use a little bit of kind of your creativity through it. You can get a hold of that at adiomedia.com forward slash attraction. Okay, like it says here, attraction. You can get that, give me a name, email address, you know the deal. I'll send it to you as well. It's really great. I love it. I'm very, very proud of this. And for those of you that have downloaded it, um, I'm getting great feedback about how helpful it is also. Anyway. Enough of that. Let's throw it the back. What we're going to be talking about in this episode is really simply, how do we improve the profitability of our practice? And this came about with an experience. We've changed gardeners recently um, down at our Lara practice. I'll tell you all about that in a moment there too. I want to start with this. Really great marketing uh, should be invisible. For many of us, myself included, I really struggled with marketing for maybe the first 10 years of my practice. The reason I struggled is that all of the strategies that were being shared to me and, and that I was thinking about implementing either had me looking pushy, sleazy, needy, or like a douchebag, of which none of those, like it just wasn't that important to me. I wasn't going to sell my soul. I knew I had something really great to share with my community. And if it just took a little bit longer for me to build my practice, I just wasn't prepared to do any of those kind of things. Then I started to discover a whole new way of marketing. I started to understand this concept of just delivering value in advance. <clears throat> and here's what I realized, is that really great marketing should be invisible. You shouldn't even see it going on. And in essence, these kind of four strategies, these four ways, I don't know the strategies, to have you 
improve the profitability of your practice or, or pretty invisible as well. Now here's the first one. I know it might sound simple. The first way you can improve the profitability of your practice is you should be just looking at decreasing your expenses. I did this when we started off this whole COVID thing. It was an opportunity for me to sit down and have a look at what were my recurring expenses. I realized there were three or four different memberships I was a part of that I hadn't looked at or I looked at kind of once every three or four months. And I thought about stopping them and you get that kind of FOMO, what will I miss out of if I'm not part of them? And I realized this, if I haven't checked in on these membership sites for the last three or four months, I'm probably not going to. So I cut them. And I very quickly cut down three or $400 of ongoing expenses a month. We have a process inside my practice where once a year we review all of our bills. So our utilities, you know, so that's kind of gas and water, electricity, heating, all those kind of things. The way that we go about doing that is that we reach out to, uh, there are different retailers that will kind of check and see what's the best available. And then they'll just come back to us with a report. I guess they probably take a cut from what's going on there too. But each year we review all of that. Um, always I'm able to come up with a better deal. I review things like my insurances, insurance inside the practice, my car insurance, all those kind of things. So I make sure that I'm up to date. And sometimes there are no changes, but every year, a little bit here, a little bit there. Now, sometimes I'm in the way of thinking about things of, oh, look, it's just kind of a hundred bucks a month. It's not really that big a deal, but these things add up. And as I mentioned beforehand, I found well in excess of $500 worth of ongoing memberships that I was paying looking at phone bill, I really quickly came up with about $1,000 a month that I was able to cut out. Now think about that, $1,000 a month over 12 months, that's 12 grand. That's a really great holiday for me and my family, just for me spending one afternoon and culling these kind of things. You'll be blown away about what expenses that you're paying for that you really don't need to anymore. So two factors for that, review all your ongoing costs, utilities, those kind of things, and then to have a look back at the ongoing membership sites, things that you might be a part of that maybe you don't need to, you know, do you need Netflix and Stan and Amazon and all of these kind of things? Maybe you do, but if you're not using it, get rid of it, okay? The second grouping of things that we're gonna do are really all about kind of increasing the income of your practice. So let's cut out the expenses, okay? So even if you didn't improve the income, that would improve the profitability of your practice. These next three things I'm gonna talk about here are all about increasing the income side of your practice. Now here's the first one. First question I've got to you, when was the last time that you increased the prices? When I started off in practice, I didn't change my prices for the first five years. I just, I didn't think about it. I wish I could tell you that I uh, thought about it and ignored it, but I didn't. I just didn't realize that's something that I should be doing. I was chatting with a friend of mine and he ups his prices every year. On the 1st of January, every year his prices go up and he ups them three to 5%, depending on the year and CPI and all those kind of things there too. That's what we do now also. We're really consistently up our prices early on in the first month of each year. It's painful when I had to up my prices because I haven't done it with five years. It was really quite a jump. My patients didn't like that all that much. But when I up my prices just really consistently each year, because petrol's going up, milk, bread, cost of everything goes up each year. We're used to doing that. And if we increase our fees just a little bit each and every year, then our patients get used to that and it's really not a big deal. So at the very least, you should be increasing your fees at least every 12 months. That's the simplest way for you to improve the profitability of your practice. Now, the next thing that you should be looking at too is how could I possibly increase the frequency of my sales? Now, before we get into this too, I, I wanna put a caveat over this whole conversation, and it's this. 
This whole process that I'm talking about here, um, this need to, when I talk about kind of heart-centered, I talk about making sure that we're keeping, whenever I'm making a business decision, I need to make sure that I'm keeping my patient and my community's best interest at heart. If it's not an absolute win for them, then it's not a win for me. I go back to, I think recently on Instagram, I was talking about the impact that Stephen Covey's work had on me and his idea of a win-win is one of the foundational principles by which I do business, whether it be on Adio Media or whether it be in either of my chiropractic practices. So when I talk about increasing the frequency, having people come back to see you just because it's good for your bank balance ain't gonna be a good long-term strategy. But there are a number of people who should be seeing you way more often. Let me give you an example of what this might look like in my practice. Every week, I will have a reactivation of a patient who will come in and see me. Maybe this doesn't happen every week, but it happens often, of somebody that comes back who is having the same problem over again and again. Maybe it's a flare-up of their lower back pain. Maybe it's the headaches. Maybe it's their digestive problems again. And invariably, I'll have a conversation with them that might go like this. You know, I'm noticing, John, that this low back pain that we're having at the moment tends to kind of come back every three to five months. It takes us a month or two to get it to settle down, and then I don't see you uh, for a number of months, and then it comes back again there too. What do you think we can do to help prevent this from coming back more often? So I start by asking a question. It's always a good place to begin, rather than telling somebody, because you know I don't want to just tell John, hey John, if we maintain this in between, if you get adjusted a little bit more frequently, then the problem might not come back. That's not a great way to go about educating people. We talked about with Russ Rosen um, a little bit about this. Asking questions is a great idea. One of the masters of this is my great friend, Martin Harvey. Asking questions. So if I can get in a dialogue with John, why do you think this is happening? What do you think we could do back with it? Most people are really intelligent. And you can have a discussion with them and start to open up ideas that maybe if they looked after their spine a little bit in between time. I often tell people the way that you're managing your health at the moment would be equivalent to you only putting petrol in your car when you run out on the side of the road. The best way to keep your car running really great is to fill it up before it gets too empty. The equivalent of that with your chiropractic adjustments might be coming in for some regular adjustments even when your back is not sore. Now, sometimes it can take multiple times of having that conversation with people, but <clears throat> eventually, most intelligent people will get it. And so what they end up doing, instead of having this kind of patch up care and then nothing and patch up care and then nothing is they're much more consistent. Now what that looks like is better health, less stress for them, but also means that they're coming and getting more adjustments. That might be a way of me increasing the frequency of my sales. Now depending on what things look like for you, maybe you're a yoga studio, a Pilates studio, perhaps you're a dentist listening to this too, that you know if somebody's coming in often with tooth pain, you know, they should be seeing you more frequently. You know, they probably shouldn't be waiting until things are horrible. You know, the whole twice yearly checkup um, is a good idea there too. So increasing the frequency of the sales, having these type of heart-centered conversations with people about helping them get a better result. You know, what, how healthy do they wanna be? That's a question I'll often ask people. Or I might go back to that situation with John and say, John, we have these consistent frequent, this consistent uh, flare-ups there as well. Are you okay with that? Would you like to know another way to manage it? That might be another way to go about it that can be really heart-centered and a really strong and powerful conversation to have there too. The third way to increase the uh, profitability of your practice is one I think that we uh, ignore all the time. And it's really what stimulated me to kind of have this uh, conversation, this podcast episode. Down at our Lara practice, it's quite a big building that we have there and big kind of garden in around it there too. We have a gardener who comes and mows our lawns and does some cleaning up working around the practice. And 
for a long time, he was doing a really lousy job. Um, he would come in frequently. He wasn't uh, cleaning up the garden the way that we would want him to. And even the job that he was doing with mowing the lawns wasn't great. But we'd had him for ages. He was kind of there when we inherited the practice. And uh, Laura, my wife, got really frustrated. So she said, I've had enough of this. She said to her office manager, I want to find somebody else to manage our garden. So Carly had a bit of a look around. She asked some of our patients. She got a recommendation of these two women who had a gardening business. They came and had a look at the practice. Said, great, we can manage the gardening for you. They were able to do it pretty much at the same price that the guy beforehand um, was doing. But here's what they started to do. They would come in and they would mow our lawns and then they would send a note through to Lauren and they would say things like this. We noticed that your gutters are full of leaves um, and uh, this is a bit of a danger because they're likely to overflow and it might cause some damage in other areas. Would you like us to empty the gutters for you? And we would like go, hell yes. Now, <clears throat> I have lots of skills. Handiwork is not one of them, okay? Well, and I just don't even like doing that stuff. I would much rather be spending time creating videos and podcasts than up on a ladder cleaning out gutters. But these two girls, they love that stuff. So they clean out the gutters, they come back next month and then they uh, mow the lawns again and then they might say, hey, we noticed that up in the back section of the garden, there's a whole section there where the plants aren't doing so great. I don't think they're getting watered properly. Have you considered putting in a watering system? And we're like, no, we haven't. How much would a watering system cost us? So they'll go and cost out a watering system. Now we have a watering system in there. Now you might be starting to notice what they're doing. Each and every month when they're coming to look after our place, they find other ways that they can do more jobs for us that will make our garden look better. Now, we love this. They're thinking about it. It's totally cool and helpful. They're not pushy about it in the slightest. They're just offering ways that they can add more value to us. We've got new gardeners. Our gardening bills have skyrocketed, but we couldn't be happier because they're making our practice look better. Uh, across the board, it's jobs that Lauren and I don't have to do and don't have to worry about. Many times there's ways that you could be really helping out your patients more, but we're not uh, asking them, we're not inviting them to see an even bigger future. It could look simply like this. Let's just say the next time you're a chiropractor, um, you have a patient that's lying down on your adjusting table and they're complaining about their sore neck and you're feeling through it and you might say something like this. Often the reason that a neck can get sore, particularly if you're waking with it sore in the morning, might be because your pillow's either the wrong size or it's out of date. I've got a question for you. When was the last time that you had a pillow fitting? Now they might say one of two different things. They might go, well, I haven't, I've never had a pillow fitting, in which case you would ask them, hey, would you like me to do a pillow fitting for you? If you've got pillows in the practice there, do a pillow fitting, they may well end up buying a pillow. Or they might just say this, oh look, I actually bought a new pillow a couple of weeks ago, which case I would say, hey listen, can you bring it in next time you're coming in for an adjustment so I can check that it's the right size for you? If it's the right size, then maybe it's not the pillow that's contributing to it. That might look like this if you, uh, maybe you've got a yoga or a Pilates studio, you've got a group class going on, and you might just say to everybody there, hey listen, if you're experiencing at the end of your class or in the days afterwards that you're noticing soreness going on for more than a day or so, sometimes that can be helped by increasing your magnesium intake. It helps to soothe the muscles, those kind of things there too. If you're looking for a magnesium, these are the three things that you should look for if you're down at the supermarket or the chemist, or we've got a great magnesium up the front there that I have personally chosen, sourced for you. It's one of my absolute favorites. Not only will the magnesium help your muscles relax as well, but magnesium is one of those things that can help your immune system, maybe even help you get a better night's sleep. So when we start to show uh, and then invite our patients 
into a bigger future, show them more ways that we can help. There'll be a bunch of them like Lauren and I that'll go, hell yes. And there'll be some that won't be interested. But if we're constantly positioning this as a way that we can help our patients even more, there's a number of them that will increase the purchase price when they're coming in. Let's review those four ways again. If we wanna increase our profitability without having to work harder, without having to see uh, more new patients, four really easy steps. I've got five up, my counting's not great. Four really easy things that we could do. Thing number one I want you thinking about is this, is how do we go about decreasing our expenses? Do a quick look through, maybe engage with your accountant or your bookkeeper in this. They might be able to find those reoccurring expenses even faster than you. Thing number two to think about is, when was the last time you raised a fees? You should be doing at least every 12 months and at least with CPI, the consumer index going up there too. Thing number three to think about is, how could you ethically improve the frequency of the sales that you're making? Um, would people benefit from seeing you more often? And then how could you invite them into that future in a totally cool and helpful way that really is all about helping them get the result that they want? One of the key questions to ask people around that is, are you happy with things? Are you happy with the results that you're getting? I think I can help you more. Would you like to learn more about that? These are the kind of conversations that can be really helpful with regards to that. The fourth thing that you can do is that you can increase the goods that they buy. Maybe the, um, often this is referred to, I've got a mental blank here as well. It's often referred to as an upsell as well. What other services or goods could you package in with what you're doing that would help your patients get a better result? Now, I think here, for it to feel really good, then it needs to kind of match. You know, if I'm a chiropractor, then at the same time I'm selling kind of having your car washed. It just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have a good feel about it. It's a really obvious upsell that has nothing to do with helping somebody really get a better result underneath the umbrella that which I help with. But most of us, chiropractors, naturopaths, yoga, Pilates studios, they're really obvious things that we could upsell to our patients that would actually help them get a better result. And you might find that your patients, your clients, like Lauren and I, actually love you a heap more for you charging us even more as well. Get into those four things. If you've got other things, I'd love to hear what other things can you do to increase the profitability. Reach out to me on the socials. Let me know if you implement these kind of things here too. I'd love to know if you could decrease your expenses. What can you get them down to? I wonder who's got the most expenses that they can cut down from there as well. Anyway, gang, if you haven't, the other thing you need to do, remember you need to download the uh, attraction. 100 video ideas, go to adionmedia.com forward slash attraction and that'll be there for you. Until next guy, next time, I've got the mumbles tonight. I'm doing this podcast at night. I don't normally do a night one, but I committed to getting this done. Anyway, love you. Enough of me talking. Thanks for all that you do. Keep saving lives, gang. See you soon. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one -on -one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.